I'm Tucker, and this is Scene Play. On this episode, we're going to finish our last episode of Mars Colony. So if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go back to episode 32 of the podcast and listen. It's called Mars Colony, Kelly Perkins. And this game is written by Tim Copang. You can find everything he does at tckroleplaying.com. And before we get into the episode proper, let me go ahead and remind you what happened last week. Hello, citizens of Mars Colony. I need to tell you that it is imperative that you do not go to the other colony. And because of that, one of the sh- one of the ships wasn't available in time to move parts from Dome 16 to Dome 7 to Dome sh- sure, Dome 7 again. And Dome 7 broke. In the wake of the fiasco with the transit system, Kelly moves to the council to attempt to establish diplomatic relations with the others. Just take some blood samples and send us some biographies of each candidate and we'll, and we'll do the sorting over here. That's eugenics they're talking about. That's eugenics. It doesn't pass. Let's do a car ride where Chloe is driving her mother somewhere. If you cared about me, you should have cared for me. I'm sorry. I never cared for you. And you're right, I've missed my chance. But I still want to have a relationship with you if you would take that. I don't think I'm ready for something real right now. This is your stop. And at her stop, Kelly had to, after dealing with small amounts of emotional turmoil, move on to dealing with the larger problem of immigration. I'll see you on the other side. At this point, the Red Party is upset and they are vocal about it. Certainly. And... Because one bill didn't pass, Kelly is going to try another. And an appeal to the Colony Council to work with the Earth Coalition to have a program which returns immigrants to Earth. All right. And this is a bold proposal, but Kelly thinks that it will work. I think it will work. I think... There are skilled positions for rich people on Earth that are missing. And people with experience on a different planet provide the perfect perspective to bring back to Earth and to enrich the culture and report, you know, tell them how the Mars colony is doing with the permission from the government at specific disclosure locations, of course. Um, But I think it's about time we really started making significant changes in our colony. And if we can't get the other colony to help us, so be it. Sounds good. All right. Roll for it. Five and a six. That's 11. So it passes. Yeah. And people are going home. They're sending people home on a spacecraft. And it's pretty... The Red Party is a big fan of this. 
a lot of the yellow party is being sent home actively and the hmm. blue party is well they can't do anything about it <laughs> and kelly is going to push to send the last immigrants home to make mars colony purely the first people who were here and to block its borders indefinitely yeah so labor is done yeah and so what does that look like how how is this situation stabilized and why is this for the good so people believe that it's for the good statistically it is for the good mm-hmm. because now we have more fuel more education and more resources to offer the people who are purely people who are consistently and constantly with enthusiasm giving their all into the colony in order to sustain it now um and you know people don't really feel like we need more from the outside and so it is stabilized because our population will grow incredibly slowly from the inside and at that rate we will also be able to expand the labor with our population growth and does communication with the earth continue does it is it declining at a rate are people still is it still going up maybe people are now starting to consume more earth entertainment because they're removed from it what mm. what, what what exactly is going is going on in terms of communications with earth i would say people are probably consuming more earth entertainment but it seems more like entertainment and less of a threat. And mm-hmm. so um, the Earth Coalition communication with the government is going down because okay. it, this is a real indicator of a self-sufficient colony that no longer needs so much communication with Earth. That's that, I guess. Yeah. Now go. we get another issue, I believe. Oh, we do? I think there are five per game. Oh, five wow. is the max, not three. Um, wild yeah which that makes the odds even crazier so i think a social issue could be good Mm -hmm. like crime or terrorism or education Ooh, i like education because we lost maybe we still have like a very good technical education Mm. but we lose like the, we lose the liberal arts. We lose. Mm. There's only Mars Colony University is a tech school, right? Let's actually take a break. Just get get some space because we've been going for two hours. All right, so we've added education. We're back. We still have the others. We still have transportation. <laughs> Let's do an opposition scene. And so we've been talking about different cars acting as the issue of transportation. And we've been talking a lot about the others. But let's bring up the problem of the lack of liberal arts education (laughs) in this colony. And I don't think that it's... All right, I'm going to draw from one of my fears that isn't on the table right now. But I think a problem is 
that scientists of different types don't understand each other. Mm. And that's because beyond the people who work in the news organization, who are actually pretty good at this, people are not very good at elucidating their findings. All the papers that come out of Mars Colony are terribly written. They don't clearly show their points. And if you're not in that specific station, if you're not a water pipe guy, you don't know how water pipes Mm. work. If you're not a dome guy, you don't know how domes work. If you're not a car guy, you do not know how to fix a rover. And this aggressive specialization is starting to bite people in the butt so so much to the point that people are really trying to teach themselves things and there's this guy who's been making youtube instead of at this point but they're youtube videos and they're self-help videos and he's gotten a pretty big following. But the problem is that the videos aren't totally right. And things have started to break under repeated stress. And it's not widely known that this guy is doing a bad thing by making these. And he may not even think he's doing a bad thing. He may be thinking that he's help helping people. And he's not the only one. There's a whole empire of people who are teaching other people how to make mars things run Mm. if you're not a mars technician and they're not experts (laughs) they're really not experts and things are breaking in a really bad way and we're running out of technicians who can do all all the different things that need to be done and somebody needs to step forward and start teaching people how to do things correctly or how to teach other people how to teach people to do things correctly. And this has just been a problem that's kind of been festering in the background, but it really breaks open when somebody's rover gets stuck in deep in Mars and that somebody's rover is Chloe and her transponder is broken and she only has a certain amount of time to get back. And people realize that she's missing when she probably has three hours of oxygen left and they tell kelly send someone after her the fastest rover that we have but uh, we, we don't know where she is her her, her trackers broke we, we don't know what to do Kelly freezes. And establishes a calm link with Delvin Richardson. Devlin, but yeah. (laughs) Devlin (laughs) Richardson. Oh, yes. What's what? What what has happened? Oh, what has happened? Chloe. She's disappeared. Oh. She's. She's quite valuable. What what would you like us to do? Um, if you could send 
if you if you her her tracker is broken we will send some rovers to find her but it is also it would if you could find her with whatever means you have and well now that you mention it we do we have a satellite in orbit which could probably find her but it would be at great expense to us and we'd probably like something in return for it what set up the program okay send us subjects okay all right that's easy we'll show you where your daughter is and they do and chloe is saved and we have some problems in our education I'm talking to the city council. Okay. We have quite a few. Now, a member of our colony was stranded inside the colony, inside this red planet the other day. And I believe that the fault lies in our fragmented and very labyrinthine educational system where even the people setting up and repairing a rover, the people coordinating the wheels, is not the same people coordinating the tracker. These are two different people dissociated from each other so that the machine now has issues functioning. Now, I think we should have a program that finds people with engineering backgrounds, with charisma, who have a penchant for teaching people, people with teaching backgrounds, and anyone who would like to bring arts to this university as well to get the most holistic education as possible, but especially to make our 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 cars work. And we, it is important that everything works. Now, I have already received from the other colony that they would be willing to set up a co-education program where people would go to their colony and stay for a period of years for an education. And a lot, but they have stipulated that we set up and improve our own universities in order to make this co-education program run. And why should we listen to them? Stuart. They can help us. I mean, they have far more advanced technologies than we do. And once we send our people there to get the knowledge, we will be improving our own education system massively and our own technologies massively. And we will have a much higher quality of life for everyone involved. I mean, you've seen their rovers and they don't use that much fuel. They have incredible fuel efficient technologies. EPA estimated. <laughs> well, maybe. Seems like a roll. Right. What are you rolling for? Education. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Education. Yeah. All right. That was a five. Mm. It goes. It goes. So they agree to start it. 
Yeah, hands not much, shorts, but, but yeah. But I'm pushing for more. Yeah. What exactly are you pushing for now? They've they've like set a baseline level of funding. They're upgrading some some of the levels of the school, but they haven't really worked towards making teachers yet. So I'm definitely pushing for teacher education program from the people who are the most accomplished teachers um, and specializing them into that and then specializing those teachers who are teaching teachers to teach broad engineering as well as their own specialty. Cool. That's five. You're up to ten. So that's a success. Uh, Oh, boy. You got a long way to go. <laughs> I maxed out. I'll laugh again. <laughs> um, Good. Um, so now I'm going to push for a unified university uh, as a way to connect the domes and as a way both like that, that, uh, all people have access to, not just the youth. Yeah. To to be crystal, if the once you start sending people to the others, they're not going to want to give them back. I know. Yeah. I I know completely. Okay. Cool. People are going to the others. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the one. So you're gonna create a deception. Yeah. All right. What's the deception? Um, definitely going to say, and everyone in the co-education system is going great. Uh, <laughs> also, we now have, uh, people are in a training program for teachers. And once this training program returns, um, they will be able to expand greatly our university system so that we will never have the problem of breaking rovers again. But these people aren't coming back, right? Yeah, oh, wait, they're yeah. not. Yeah, cool. Right, and that's but the lie. they don't know that yet. Yeah, that's, that's the, lie. the lie. Got it. Yeah. All right. No, they're so definitely not. Go <laughs> ahead and put 10 down into lies. Boy, great. Under education. All right. Uh, let's see how things are going with Jose. Whew. What's a date that Jose and Kelly would go on? Or do they have time for dates? They maybe do have a date maybe once a month, but being seen in public is quite difficult for them. Yeah. So they would probably walk in some sort of secluded government garden, maybe. All right. Um, I dig. And they also have lots of sex meetings. Of course. But neither of them uh, have that much time for the other. So in one of the rare times when they're not fucking and they're talking, uh, they're sort of walking around. Or Ke- Kelly is waiting in the garden for Jose to come up and s- sitting on a bench underneath all this green that's just sort of wrapped around. And, and it's the garden actually comes up and around. It's another dome, so it can hide the gray neutralness or sadness that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And Jose sort of walks over and, again, beautiful human and says oh hey Kels <laughs> hey say well he's uh, I'm, I'm glad you could 
grab a second to see me. Me too. It's honestly so busy. Yeah, me too. You you are creating a lot of news. You are making my job very difficult. I'll have you know. <laughs> I hope you're reporting about me in, in a good light. Well, I I do whatever Evan tells tells me to say. That's what I say. Huh. And I say it well if I don't say so myself, don't you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I you do. I mean, I'm really glad to see you too. I think it's really hard to have just, I don't know, an interaction that feels human, you know, and you're, the way that you fe- appear on screen when you come to me like this, it's like you bring your humanness to the screen. That's something I admire so much that like you don't, it doesn't seem like you need a mask because you're so there. Really? Because sometimes, Kels, I, I feel like I can't get away from the guy who's up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the face they want you to wear, the the person they want you to be is your only option. And I don't know. You feel different than Kelly Perkins. Like, that's not Kells. That's not that's not who you are. But I'm just me all the time and I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't I have shouldn't I have an alter ego? Shouldn't I be like Batman or Superman or whatever? Like Superman takes off his suit and he's Clark Kent, but no, I'm I'm fucking Superman all the time. You're my Clark Kent. But trust me, you don't want that. I mean, I don't even know what I believe in anymore. That Kelly Perkins. I'm trying to make the people feel good. I'm trying to make this colony run, but, you know, was it really the best to send everyone back to Earth? People who've been building lives here for years? I don't know. And Kel's doesn't get to be a part of that decision-making process. Kelly Perkins is the will of the people. And I hate that. But you've done things that the people didn't want before, right? I mean, I can tell you that most of the people didn't want those people gone, right? That you had, sure, you had the zealotry that is most of the Reds, but... Blue didn't want it. Blue didn't want us them gone. You made that happen because that's what you thought was best for this place. Or at least I hope that's what you thought was the best for this place. A lot of reds were talking. I mean, when I first came, I had the impression that almost everyone here was a red, but didn't the way that you're talking doesn't sound like that but I think 
it was the right... No, it wasn't right. But it was one of the only options I felt like we had. Was it wrong? Sending those people away? Yeah. I mean, they weren't all rich. Yeah. You're right. The colony is better off because of it. Right? Like I said, I just read what Evan gives me. It's better for me to keep my own opinions to myself. You cut? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are two very confused people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, damn. (laughs) That was... I don't know if it's intentional. Choosing the lead anchor as Kelly's love interest was really good. <laughs> Thanks. Really good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. You're up. All right. It's time to solve our other's problem once and for all. <laughs> Wait, our other problem or our other's problem? Our other's problem? Okay. What Got do you it. mean other problem? Uh, I transportation. Yeah, I thought you were gonna do that. Fuck, that's a long shot. That'd be a long shot. Yeah, no, I got you. All right, let's let's solve our other's problem. <laughs> All right, so, uh, I establish a calm link with Devlin Richardson. Hey, Devlin. Kelly, what do you want right now? I'm very busy. Busy with all those new people you're getting. Yeah, sure. We'll say that. Oh, you sound busy. I'm busy. What do you need? Well, I was wondering um, if we could um, offer you anything more, like, you know, any, like, firstborn children or anything like that in exchange for some more fuel to actually power our colonies. Of course you want fuel. You always want fuel. So, nope, unless unless you're really you're ready to become completely subservient to our colony, I got I got nothing for you. Um we're mining unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the X card for anybody who's wondering. <laughs> uh by subservient you mean collaborative right that's exactly what i mean perfect all right let's do it so in this deal wait you're serious what oh of course you're serious it'd be it's the best for everybody uh let me get let me get the rest of the council and we'll draft something up for your your, your council so in this deal i think it's important that your council comes and meets us in person yeah, done. Done. We'll do it. If you if you sign to our terms, no no problem. For working out the terms. Uh-uh. You sign our terms. We'll show them to you. You get your choice. 
but there are terms. You need us. Will you we bring you. them to us? Yes, of course. Okay. And he brings the terms. And they're they're a pill, man. They're a big they're a big thing to swallow. So basically all production goes from the Mars from your colony to their colony. They promise to provide technology, they promise to pr- provide food, but they're making an oligarchy. They're rebuilding a, a class system where you all serve them and they benefit fr- from your labor and you don't have a bad life. You have a pretty good life, in fact. But there's no room for social mobility here unless you meet their, you meet their tests, which seem to be gen- based on genetics and being beautiful, and that's about it. Flashback. Okay. So, Mayor Yang, Chief of Staff Spaniel. This is earlier in the afternoon. Yeah. We have the soon-to-be oligarchs of our joint colony coming today. Okay. They come offering terms, but they appear to be very hostile and I'm worried that they will be using their privately trained militia to take over our colony. Oh, what? Okay. We need to cut off the head of the snake. Jesus, you want us to kill them? Yes. We don't have any other option. Well, you really think this? They're going to take control of our colony no matter what we do. All right, then I guess we damn well better shoot them. Will you have the people ready? Yeah, I'll have them ready. If you say so, Callie. I trust you. Thank you, Spaniel. Cut away. (laughs) All right. Kelly is a desperate woman. Kelly is a desperate woman. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly is haunted by her mother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, So in this meeting, I guess we roll for snipers. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't think this would happen in this game, but here you have it. 11. Oh, uh, oh no. So, to be clear, so Quinn rolled an 11. We already have 26 in the column others. So that brings his total up to 37. In order to stabilize the situation, he needs to get it to 40. So, I think you kill everybody but one. However, there's one escaping away on a speed bike. And obviously, this whole operation is in secret. And so you can let him get away. And he'll get away. And he'll, he'll still exist. There still will be that threat out there. But you will have cut off most of the head of the snake. You'll, you'll have a nearly headless Nick situation if nearly headless, headless Nick was also Najini. <laughs> or you can push your luck. We're going to push our luck. All right. Hydras grow back many heads. This is true. All right. Roll it. 11 again. 
So not only do you crush this last person, you reabsorb that colony. And now you have all the technology, all the, f- all the fuel of the, of the other's colony. And you have sole control over this planet. The question is, can you keep this sustainable? Can you set up a system that will last now that you've made this red planet all your own? And now we need to pick one more health marker for the colony. Transportation is gone as well. We absorbed that on the... Yeah, because that was the fuel problem and it didn't feel... We didn't really have any more problems with transportation at this point. Yeah. Can we do something physical now? Mm-hmm. Like there's radiation or maybe dust? Dust. Dust. So it's, the dust storms are picking up in a way that they haven't in years. And they're coming for the domes. Is it a contingency plan? Is, Is it a coincidence? Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Is it an oligarchical mass suicide? Who knows? Lots of things could have happened. Conspiracy. All right. And we have now have two progress scenes left with Kelly. And let's come at... Oh, yeah. Let's back. So the people love Kelly Perkins at this point. Like she is the best thing that has ever happened to this place. And so everybody is so, so sad when they find out that Chloe has overdosed and is in the hospital and is near death on the, on the edge of both ways. And this, this could go either way for her. Mayor Yang. Yeah. What, what's up? I need you to send the best doctors to the hospital. My daughter, Chloe, is in the hospital. Oh, oh, uh, of course. Yeah. Thank we'll, you. We'll do it. I'm sure they're hopefully already at the hospital. So where else would our best doctors be? Muttering as she runs <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> And yep. uh, Chloe, 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 Chloe. Yeah, yeah, mom. What's up, Chloe? You came to say hi. Yeah, I came to tell you that I'm so proud of everything that you've done on this planet. You're. You're so proud of of me? Yeah, no, that doesn't... You must have said something wrong. Chloe... You're never proud of me. Chloe, you've made a really happy life for yourself here. And I want you to know that I'm proud of you. Uh, Yeah, happy. That's what I say. That's what I tell people. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> Being happy. <laughs> no. 
but I'm right here with you. See, people say they're happy. People pretend that things are good. That's what everybody says. That's what I said. I was I was good at that. You you taught me that. <laughs> I know what. I know how you feel all the time. I've lived that. And it's not true that people are happy all the time. Sure, you can ha- be happy in moments, but when you regress back to the mean, if neutrality is a line, I everybody sits so far below that. And you just got to try to climb your way back up, right? That's what you got to do. You're good at that. You can climb your way back up no matter what. I I don't know about that, Mom. I I really don't know about that right now. Chloe, I I believe you can. That something even... Even when you were young and I watched you get bullied on the playground and pushed down and you would cry and I came over to you and I said, Chloe, let me help you up. And you said, wah. And you cried and stood up on your own and you'd grin at me. You were so happy how much you could do on your own. Yeah. Yeah, I was then. I don't do you ever feel like you get pushed down too many times? Or do you think you can always get back up? There's always something to get back up for. Chloe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. And she falls asleep. Emotional stakes are fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Quinn. It's okay. (laughs) There's no winning being Kelly Perkins. There's no winning being Kelly Perkins. Sorry, Quinn. I'm a bad man. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. I'm trying trying my best. (laughs) I think... (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, now you have a scene. Is Chloe dead? Chloe is not dead. Chloe is <laughs> stable, but, you know, on the edge. Okay. Um. So, I think dust storms are a pressing, pressing issue because... Recently, there was a massive hole in Dome 3. The dust ate away at the edges, and again, not everyone survived. A couple of people who didn't get shelter were utterly eviscerated by this terrifying dust. Um, so, what does it look like? 
I'm envisioning almost like a pillar that sort of comes onto this dome. And dome three is right on the edge. And so it's been hit a couple times and it mm-hmm. comes through and just then smashes it in. Mm-hmm. So people who are outside in the dome when that is happening are just like swept mm-hmm. away. And it may be even cut into pieces. That's not nice. That's not a good thing. So what's Kelly going to do about it? Kelly has her daughter lays dying maybe is going to gather all the city governance and every engineer that we have got to devise some sort of weather reprogramming device or wind reducer or other device. There's a small voice in the back of Kelly's head that says, it's too bad we don't have the others to help us with this. We have all of their technology and all of their engineers. The others were just figureheads. And now what they have is a part of our resources. That's why I gathered you here, all of our engineers. (laughs) (laughs) I love how your narration blends seamlessly into speech making. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's see how well Kelly pushes them. And she pushes them physically. And gets a seven. Seven. So uh, people grudgingly go to work in the labs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she's p- pushing more because this is a really imminent death threat for the colony of Mars. Perhaps if weather keeps up at these conditions, which lead weatherman Jose Williams claims they will. Not like we have very advanced Mars meteorology. That's a one. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. Sucks to be Kelly, eh? <laughs> so is Kelly going to lie here? Fucking... How can Kelly lie? Um. She. So she can... Kelly does not want to disappoint her daughter... Kelly wants her daughter to die thinking that she's a good mom. Alright, so what's the lie that you construct to make people think that they're safe from the dust storms? Or that she's done good in making the dust storm... That she has made an effect on the dust storms. Mm. What do people think happened to the others? Do they all just know, do they know they were assassinated? Hmm. Yeah, I think they know. Because you didn't lie before, right? You right. Know, we don't have a deception on that, so you just told you, you just told them, and you made a really good case for it. 
the in their stores of great technology we found something that could bring about an end to these ravaging dust storms it is a proton decelerator and we have plugged it in and it is a great machine that promises to reduce the speed of winds. However, it acts on the atmosphere as a whole. And as you know, Mars is massive. As the fourth planet from the sun, our atmosphere is 96% carbon dioxide. And carbon dioxide is not mutable. We have very little gravity, which makes these dust storms ravage us. So, what this beam will do is to make the carbon dioxide dust resistant. And that takes a long time with so much carbon dioxide in our atmosphere. So, expect less dust. I hate bullshit. That's a lie. I love bullshit. Okay. And so you lied. And so dust now has 10 in lies. And we have one progress scene left. (laughs) Which Quinn will have to roll 30 in either dust or education. (laughs) But... Before that happens, why are you looking at me like that, Quinn? <laughs> You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Do I want to make Quinn cry? <laughs> I don't want to make Quinn cry. You can make me cry. Don't you want a good podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want a sad Quinn. That's okay. It's all a game. It's all a game. We all say that, right, Tucker? <laughs> <laughs> Now let's go back. Mayor Yang and yeah, Mayor Yang and Kelly are back at designing the food packets. You know, it's a really it's a really important thing. They change <laughs> every couple of months. There's a commemorative package this time, uh, commemorating actually Kelly's appearance here and all the good she's done for the Mars colony before she leaves because she's leaving very soon. She's got to go. And. Mayor Yang, of course, knows how to ask the hard questions. And so in a brief pause, when they're both sort of scratching and Kelly is looking through designs of her own face, (laughs) which has to be a strange experience, Mayor Yang says, I'm sorry about your daughter. That's a hard thing. I lost a child once, you know. Really? How? It was my son. He was, well, he was born with a genetic birth defect. He Fought for a long time and did well in school, was 
always smiling, you know? And your, your daughter was like that too. And he kept smiling even as he got weaker and weaker. And when he finally passed, I was just so, so sad. But he looked at me with this smile because well, I guess I was lucky that I had so much time with him. And then I came up here. Do you ever have any regrets? I mean, yeah. I wish... I wish so many things. And I wish I'd never put out that commemorative coin a couple of months before you came here. That was... People hated that design. (laughs) And there was that riot that I probably shouldn't have ordered the tear gas in and that and that somebody lost a leg after we were throwing around the water the water guns and the I'm worried that my daughter will die thinking that I never cared about her Do you care about her? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I care about her. But... uh, I guess I just became my mother. What... What happened with your mother? Not Not to be all Freudian, but it seems like it's important to you. She was a lawyer... I had a nanny all the time and you know she died when I was 18 and you know what she said to me on her deathbed what did she say she looked at me and she said Kelly It really would have been nice if I could have seen more of you around. I didn't know what to say. She was working day and night, and I just hugged her, and I said, I I love you, Mom. I love you, Mom. And she said, Think of me at your first case, honey. Remember, that was the last thing she ever said to me. I'm so... My God. That's... Well, that's something. And you're worried that... Just the fact that you're talking to me like this tells me you're not that. Is it too late? <laughs> I don't think I'm that, and thank you for your comfort, but I'm not the one in the deathbed. I'm, I'm 
if Chloe goes thinking of me like I thought of my mom, I don't know if I could live with myself. Yeah. Well. I don't think she thinks of you that way. I really don't. Thank you. <laughs> I think that you are a person who's been busy, a person who's been very strong, but I think you are deep down a caring person. Even more so than you display. And really that's a feat in and of itself and I think that that's important. I'm glad you feel safe telling me these things. And I hope that you can find some solace in knowing what I think and what I believe Chloe to think. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you. You're, you're welcome, Callie. And he offers, put, he drops the commemorative food packaging and opens up his arms to to protect Callie for a little bit. She cries. Mm. See? Alright, we're coming to the end. You can do a personal scene too if you don't want to push the progress. <laughs> if I end it, like, if we do one, will we get to see Chloe again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think it's time. All right. <sighs> Kelly may be stupid or cheating and lying, but she's not stupid. And she knows that a threat to life like this dust will be solved by the engineers. But what may not be solved is the lack of liberal arts education. And she knows that she cannot leave Mars without that. So, she starts off and what she believes will be her final address on the News Network Corporation with her favorite poem. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand half-sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command show that its sculptor well these passions read which yet survive, stamped upon these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the palm that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear, 
My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. She gestures outwards to the lone and level red sands. That was my favorite poem, Ozymandias by Percy Shelley. And I hope it moved you as much as it moves me every single time I recite it. I will be leaving soon. And I am so glad to have served this planet in the best way that I can. So, I want to say one thing before I go. Which is that the humanities have always been invaluable to me. And I want this planet to continue to value them as highly as they need be. Because without Edgar Allan Poe's sonnet to science, we never would have science pushed to the limits of reason, only to come back and understand the Big Bang. Without William Wordsworth's James Baldwin's words of an astronomer, we would never have discovered Mars. And so, with this, I would like to use most of my Earth money to go to the Kelly Perkins Fund for training teachers in the visual and poetic arts. <laughs> and this program will begin immediately. Thank you. Goodbye, Mars. Okay, Loki Quinn just recited Ozymandias from memory, and I was not ready for that, so that was really cool. So, for the listener at home... <laughs> Quinn just rolled two ones, which means that he's become embroiled in a scandal. Um, yeah, so his deceptions fall apart. It's the first thing, and they both go into contempt. He gets another one in contempt as well. So he's now in three contempt. And so I think this is where it comes out that So, <laughs> so, okay, so what were my previous deceptions? So you, where we have lies, dust and education. 
dust and education. So the dust one was, <laughs> okay. right, was when you lied about the uh, hydrogen particle thing that you plugged in to make CO2, quote unquote, dust resistant. <laughs> and the education one was earlier when you lied. What did you lie about? Um, <laughs> sending people to the colony who would come back. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. So, so they did so, come back. So, yeah, they did come back. Um, and they came back with the knowledge that CO2 <laughs> cannot be dust resistant. <laughs> and in fact, no such device as a proton beam exists. Yeah. They have created, um... They have created an organization called MACP. This is Martians Against Kelly Perkins. And I should, one thing I should point out though is that you only have, despite this, you only have three in contempt. Okay. So, and then five was what would get you kicked out manually. Right. So that's not, not thought that bad. People still like you a lot. It was just, you had this last thing where you totally lost face. Right. Okay. So they're associated with Yellow Party. So okay. I can just blame them as left-wing radicals, and Perfect. no one else will will listen to them. <laughs> hmm. Continue. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I'm using my own uh, hatreds against them. Yeah. I guess I'm using. Yeah. Uh, so they come and hold up a banner that says. No dust resistant CO2, no proton beam. You let your daughter die a drug addict. <laughs> did Chloe die? Uh, unimportant, I think. Okay, fair. <laughs> they probably did that anyway. Um, Got it. <laughs> um, um, but we'll say no. We could say yes. But I think this is your choice. I think we'll do this in the epilogue. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I think what's important is that. You fail in the education. It becomes purely a tech school. Uh, people were moved by your speech, but as seems to happen so often, they feel the emotions and then just forget to do anything about them. And all my money was probably blood money. I think it was blood money. I think it was, yeah. <laughs> so the fund, the fund is immediately repossessed by the Earth government. Yeah. Which makes people like you even less because it's going back to Earth. It's not staying right. in, the, in the colony. And so you leave with a mixed feelings, but you get to talk about that because I get to talk about the state of the colony mm. at the end as, as the governor. Yeah. And so let me look at what we got. So what did happen is you solved the transportation issue. You solved the other's issues. You solved the labor issues. And by the labor issues, you, I mean, you put the colony completely into isolationism <laughs> And so, in terms of self-sufficiency, the colony is good. For years and years and years afterwards, or at least right now, it looks like it's going to be okay. They're, they've got rid of the dirty earthers. They're not coming back. And now they're going to be able to use all the technology that they stole from the others to create a good life for themselves. That said, I think the fracturing continues. And I think that's a, a big reason for that is that the education system does fail. Mm. 
it continues to be purely vocational tech work and people lose their understanding of good of good media they lose their ability to really appreciate art and that is definitely gonna have consequences down the line we don't see it right now other than kids don't really think outside of the box and they're not really able to talk to each other if you think people are stuck on screens in the modern age it's worse on mars because they don't have other ways to talk to people there aren't that many children around and so there aren't that many play buddies so they get stuck in this alternate world and in a way they start to worship the idea of earth not of accepting people in but of looking to the culture of earth as a pillar and in that way the mars colony kind of fails in that it's unable to build a culture of its own and the dust continues to ravage the place and that's a problem that's never really solved and eventually the domes give way to underground tunnels and people have to live away from the influence of the sun in order to escape the dust and that's how the mars colony fares how does Kelly Perkins fare? And how does Chloe fare? Kelly Perkins and Jose. Sorry, I really like Jose. Jose. Well, you can start with Jose. Jose storms into Kelly's dressing room after her speech and is crying. He says, you lied about the proton beam on our network. And I supported you for it at cocktail parties, even when you were criticized. Hi, Kelly. I know you're leaving, but I think this is the end. And uh, well, but you you were going to come with me. We set it up. We had we had this whole plan. Not you're saying you're going to abandon me now? You're going to leave your daughter and me here. Well, why am I going to... I, I, I can't leave my daughter here. She has to come back. We have, we have the facilities to treat her on Earth. We don't have the, you don't have the facilities here. You can let her make that decision, not me. And what decision does she make? Chloe is barely conscious, but breathing and talking. And Kelly asks her to please, please come back to Earth. And Chloe grins at her, says, You know I'd never survive the journey. I have to stand up on my own. And falls back asleep. Still smiling. Kelly, crying, leaves. She's ashamed. And she takes a flight home to Earth, knowing 
that although the people on Mars still admire her greatly, the people on Earth will probably not be feeling so good about her final departure from Mars, knowing that likely the rest of her career could be in jeopardy, at least her career in the reputable consulting world, knowing that exposed bullshit like a proton beam and the assassination of multiple officials in a public office building will be much more criticized by people who have earthly standards of living. And knowing that she may never be able to reclaim the morals that she left on Mars. Thanks for playing, Quinn. Thanks for playing, Tucker. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I said this at the beginning of the show, but I want to put it up again that this was one of my favorite role-playing experiences, and I'm really happy that I'm able to share it with you all. And again, the game was Mars Colony. It's by Tim Kopang. You should go to his website and buy this book. It's beautiful. He has all these images of Mars posted into it. The rules are really succinct, and it's really a pleasure to read and a re- even more of a pleasure to play. If you like the show, you can go ahead and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at scene underscore play. And the best way to get in contact with me is to email me at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And today, I don't have a poem for you. Quinn had a poem for you. You don't get two poems in one day. And no, I cannot explain the Mutual love of many of my guests for Percy Shelley. It just happened. No explanation. But that's it. I'll see you guys next week.